This is the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto-related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. It is reckoned that only 14% of the Democratic Republic of Congo's population of about 90 million people has a bank account. And about 42% of those have smartphones. Getting banking services to the masses in Africa has been the clarion call that has launched a thousand ventures promising to do just that. And while the stats are going in the right direction, we're a long way still from universal banking. One of the biggest demands in Africa is for remittance services. The huge African diaspora sends money back home each month to family and friends. And that's worth an estimated $480 billion a year. But the costs are prohibitive anywhere from 5 to 9%. That's a huge loss to Africa's GDP. John Lombella is the founder and CEO at Axalio, and he's also a founder of CryptoVex Capital and InnoVex Consulting. He's been around the world training and lecturing on cryptocurrencies, blockchain, and fintech. And he's currently in the DRC, that's Democratic Republic of Congo, where he's involved in some interesting projects to bring banking and payment services to the people of his home country. Welcome, John. It's good to have you on MoneyWeb Crypto at long last. Tell us, what are you doing in DRC and how you see crypto solving some of the problems facing Africa in terms of banking and payment remittances? Well, Kieran, thank you very much indeed. And I really appreciate you having me on the show. It's been a, it's been a long journey for me. And quite honestly, first of all, before I answer, I ask you a question. Uh, I've been following the money web for a very long time. And I came across uh, some of your, your articles as well, quite interesting. And uh, I was always wondering one day, only one day, I would be featuring on the money web and what happens to me today. So you interview me on the podcast and I'm quite excited about it. That's wonderful. And just to we, yeah. kick on, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I happen to be in the DRC right now. The DRC is my home country, but I live in South Africa. It's been about 19 years. So I pretty much feel part of the furniture. South Africa, really, like we always uh, like to say, where I went to school and uh, I, uh, 2008, I started my first business, Innovex Consulting, and eventually, fast forward, 2016, I kicked off Cryptovex Capital, really taking advantage of uh, what the blockchain technology was offering us, really. And, and voila, right now, I'm, I'm working on Exagelio. is a very, very excited, interesting project that I often like to dub as audaciously ambitious. Audaciously ambitious because I'm here using technology to solve uh, some of the real fundamental problems that we face in Africa. And I've chosen the DRC as a key launch pad uh, while supporting operations in this region from South Africa and other regions around the world. Why the DRC? Uh, this is pretty much because it's a, a really clear and version market right now. Let's just say only 5% penetration of the banking sector really. And I always like to tell people here that we don't really have true banking services in this specific country. Normally, traditional banking services are today employing digital tools, encouraging people to go on a journey for financial inclusion. But really, my say is this. Most of these banks in Africa, particularly the DRC, are contributing towards financial exclusion. I don't think any of these guys are really doing anything necessary to include the undeserved, the unserved, the unbanked, and all that kind of stuff. And we're talking about a larger population here. We're talking about the people who are working at a corner, who are making probably about $100 a week or even a month. And not only them, even the professional guys who are working at a very nice job or who are working for the public sector or even the private sector as well, 
who are still finding it very, very difficult for them to get access to financial basic financial services. So the journey for me on, on Exalus stems from solving some of the fundamental problems, but more, most are related towards getting access to investment opportunities. That's the one thing that really gave me the idea of uh, embarking on this specific journey, but then to also offer additional other services, core banking services, like having a savings account or a check account, and also to perform uh, you know, the, these payment services, remittance across Africa. We have a large African diaspora from, the, from Canada, from the US, from Belgium particularly, France, and other regions that are really looking forward for great opportunities to come back in Africa, particularly in the DRC, with regards to my own country, and do business here. So what Exalo is attempting to achieve is to provide them with a free marketplace of some of the best global investment opportunities by focusing on the technology, on fintech technology, using blockchain and digital assets or crypto. And for them to come back in the country and say, hey, you know what? We want to be able to invest. We want to be able to do banking as easy as possible. We want to be able to get access to some of the most basic financial services as easy as possible. We want to target not only those people, but also the folks working locally here so that we can put money back in the economy. We can stimulate our own economy, I like to call the digital, the digital economy, by taking money away out of these guys' houses, because most, most of these guys don't keep money in the banks. Okay, So we can actually put this money back in the financial sector by, create, by creating jobs, by stimulating certain industries, such as the mining sector, the agriculture sector, the, the insurance sector, the real estate sector. Uh, and technology as well. I always tell people here, you know what? We have access to money, but this money needs to be channeled correctly. Right now, none of these guys are keeping money in the banks, and Axalio is working towards solving that problem by offering them some of the best investment opportunities that they never had access to before. That's exactly my journey right now in the DRC. John, just to pick up on that point there, how exactly is this going to work, and how do cryptos tie into this? So you're appealing to the the diaspora community, you want them to bring their money back to DRC. Are you going to encourage them to do that using stable coins like US dollar tether, or are you going to use Ethereum, Bitcoin? Explain a little bit of the practical side of that. Okay, so that's a very interesting question. A couple of things I'm currently doing right now in the DRC, lobbying my way through to the to the central bank. I already have quite a few engagements and various talks. There's a brand new department for the first time in this country that has been created as part of the new government last uh, just about two weeks ago uh, called, in fact, I'm going to do a direct translation here. It's called the digital minister, the digital department, right? So we have a minister who will be in charge for the first time of ensuring digital transformation. But I mean, the one thing that this guy may not realize is that this specific department is the most important department because it tackles all the economic aspects across every single other, other industry area. So the one conversation that I'm having with the guys in the central bank is to potentially have uh, to establish a stable coin uh, that would allow us to not only do the you know, on and off ramp uh, services, uh, 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 in, in the blockchain space, in the crypto space. Because in this country, in Kinshasa alone, there are already so many traders who understand Bitcoin, by the way, and they're trading, right? So we we, we see this thing. As much as the central bank is still uh, very finicky, not only in the DRC, but in, we see that in Nigeria, or even a little bit as well in South Africa, but we see people really here trading every single day. 
We just are not at the level of, say, Nigeria or South Africa who are trading large volumes. But the word is definitely out there. Bitcoin is known. A lot of people actually get to know Bitcoin because of its, you know, like oversized increase in revenue in potential profit or, you know, going from zero to $65,000 in March and now uh, hovering around $55,000. So a lot of people have heard of Bitcoin, but many other people out there, most of these people are still not only skeptical, but they do not understand exactly how this whole thing works. My aim with Exalio here is to avoid all the technical terms to bother the minds of the people but to provide a platform whereby you could just go as, just like you would go on Google when you're searching for information, you don't ask the question about exactly how Google was created or how the internet works. So when you go on Google, you're going there because you want to search and find information. So Exalio is being built exactly to provide some of the simplest form possible for people to do what they have to do. And behind the scenes, the, the technical aspect of us achieving this is going to be done using some of the most prominent digital digital assets. Of course, the Ethereum platform is going to be used as well for some for implementing some smart contract. Bitcoin is going to be used when we want to be able to create certain products or allowing people, especially from the diaspora, to be able to invest with us. But we intend to also create, to tokenize some aspect of uh, there's, you know, in the mining sector, we want to be able to tokenize some precious metals. That, that's exactly the first, the first thing that we are going to do. We're looking at gold and we're looking at coltan and cobalt uh, going forward. So that's really, really the one thing that is, that is keeping me very busy in the DRC. I want to democratize access to some of these precious metals. We live in a country that produces most of them in the world, but 99% of the people living in this country don't even know exactly or even understand how on earth can go about investing in their own precious metals. Exalio wants to be able to achieve that by tokenizing these mineral resources and giving access to these people so they can start creating potential wealth, wealth for them. The idea of the stable coin with the, with the central bank is to allow this country for the first time, or perhaps I hope to achieve that, with uh, very strategic conversations with uh, both the new minister, the digital department, as well as the central bank, is to uh, to take you know to have one of the French countries, the DRC, the biggest country or whatever, to put them on the map of adopters of digital currencies or uh, you know the whole CBDC idea or the whole stable coin idea, so that we can fast track our potential growth, our potential digital economy, really by implementing technology. I am here to educate these guys on that forefront. While behind the scene, we simplify completely access so that Exalio can be the Google of this country, allowing them to get access to financial services as early on and as easily as possible, and really being able to do remittances as they would send a text message to their friends or family members and receive their cash out on the other side, cash out and cash in. So we want to be able to do all the lift, all, all the heavy lift behind the scenes. And, and technically, I'm, I'm, I have a strong team. Uh, in in uh, Singapore and uh, Dubai, uh, as well as South Africa, who are responsible to making to making this happen. But over here, it's more about strategic deployment and offering and providing uh, the products that will respond really to what we try to solve in this country. What would be the the, the currency that you're going to use for the stablecoin? In the country right now, the US dollars is a prominent currency. All right, as much as we have our own CDF. Uh, from Congolais, but I mean, this, this currency is unfortunately doesn't have much strength. 
And uh, I know that right now the government is really trying hard to remove the U.S. dollar as the base currency. These are conversations that are currently happening now. But I mean, the my approach really is to see how we can create a stable coin that is uh, pegged to the local currency first and to see exactly how that responds. But these are conversations we're still having with uh, uh, the guys at the central bank. Uh, there's a very, very, very uh, 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 clever guy, intelligent guy, Congolese, uh, with uh, multiple degrees and has had the privilege of working with the Federal Reserve Bank in New York. Uh, he's currently here. I'm lobbying my way through. I'm talking to this guy uh, to see exactly how we can make something happen. So the final answer to that question is I don't know yet, but definitely we're looking into either uh, the U.S. dollar or uh, the CDF as uh, a potential uh, pegging mechanism there. Okay, maybe explain how you got involved in cryptos. You've been in this game for a long time. Where did it start for you? <laughs> That's a very interesting question. I remember 2012, okay? So I'm still running my uh, IT consulting practice. And uh, on Facebook, I see some of the feeds uh, about Bitcoin. But at that time, I knew absolutely nothing about it. But for me, the word Bitcoin resonated. I mean, it meant that this, this was just another level of money. It was just a coin that had the zeros and ones as bits. And because I'm a software developer myself, so for me, it made sense that there was certainly a new currency that was going to be created. But at that time, my focus was not on anything else that I, that I didn't know anything about. And uh, the following year in 2013, I heard about a keyword blockchain. So that became very, very much interesting to me. And because every single year, what I wanted to do was to focus on learning at least one new technology uh, that I could potentially offer as a service to my client. So blockchain technology became the one thing that I wanted to know more. But it wasn't until mid or late 2014 that I started seeing on LinkedIn and in my direct inboxes, um, people reaching out to me about the idea of making money with Bitcoin through mining. Another weird concept I absolutely knew nothing about. And one of my uh, good friends, a senior developer that I had the chance and the opportunity to work with, with at uh, MTN, uh, came to me with a money-making opportunity. And he's like, hey, you know what, John? There's a great opportunity here. If you're mining these Bitcoin things and, you know, you're making this much. And I was like, hold on a second. I mean, can you please explain to me what this whole mining thing means? Because I still don't understand. So I took it up on myself to really dive deeper, go on Google and do my research. Oh boy, I was blown away by what Bitcoin was actually all about and what it was solving. So for me, I fell in love immediately with the concept of Bitcoin, first as a technology that is solving a problem before it could be a digital currency. So I fell in love with the technology aspect of things first. And trust me, it is today through Bitcoin that I've been able to really understand the true nature of money, of investing, of the financial markets, of the trading and everything like that. It is through Bitcoin that I became, I wouldn't say an expert, but very, very well versed about how traditional markets operate, what money signifies, what investing means, and how the whole financial financial market really, really works. And, and that I fell in love with that. And for me, I was like, now one day I would love to be able to create 
a platform uh, that will give or that will actually simplify all of this for the layman guy and give them that some of the best opportunities that I understand easy because I'm a tech guy and I'm also in the financial world, but I would like to simplify access to everybody else uh, who, just like me, is as curious, uh, but is trying to find a better way to get access to, uh, to this technology. So it's, it, it started for me in 2012, and ever since, I've never looked back. All right. So you're an early adopter of Bitcoin and blockchain technology. I mean, it has been said that cryptos will do for financial services in Africa what the cell phone did for communications. Do you agree with that? I mean, that's obviously one of the reasons why you're in DRC right now. Absolutely. It is exactly the same message, that, I, especially when I train these guys over here and I speak to a whole bunch of people. I'm like, you know what? Bitcoin is definitely revolutionizing the financial world. It is doing to the banking industry exactly uh, what even the, the email did to the post office, right? So I am definitely a believer that this is going to change. However, we live in countries like the DRC and Cameroon, Ivory Coast and places like that where internet penetration is still very, very difficult and people still believe in cash than anything else, uh, it takes a lot of courage for people like me uh, to embark on a journey to attempt to change that. However, I do believe as well, just like that, many out of my peers, that with the advance of technology, we don't have to go through what everybody else has gone through, all the steps that everybody else actually took for them to be where they are today. Like, for example, the US, Europe, and, and South Africa. We can actually leapfrog, but we can leapfrog by implementing exactly what we have today, forgetting exactly about all the steps. But first of all, embracing, understanding the new technology, what they offer, what they saw, what the opportunities are. And for us to create new habits alongside with the government, alongside with the regulators, alongside with the policymakers, uh, for us to say, you know what, if we want to be at a place where the DRC can now re-level up and play on an international field by understanding new international financial markets, we can actually do that. We can literally, through technology, blockchain technology, we can even create the capital market without having to go through all the hard, harder work that all the other guys have actually embarked on a journey before for them to implement that. We can do that today through technology. And I do believe that at a time we... You know, the government, especially the government and the regulators, by the time they really understand and grasp the real opportunities there is behind this technology, especially with the, the new president who is pro-digital transformation, the moment they understand that, I am a firm believer that it's just a matter of time and when that everybody here is going to embrace not only Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and the whole tokenization aspect, but this is definitely going to transform the way financial banking services actually operate here. However, I want to also send a message to traditional banking here that I don't think they should fear right now. In fact, fintech alone may not succeed because we still rely so heavily on traditional financial services. I think all of these traditional banking services need to look at us as complementary. We need to work together for us to be able to offer a wider range of services. Where their limitations are, we pick up from there, piggybacking off their infrastructure and offer additional services that will still indirectly benefit traditional banking services. And that's the one thing that these guys don't realize. They feel and they're thinking that they will completely vanish 
In fact, if they pivot directly, they can actually work supporting fintech companies and entrepreneurs to offer services where they cannot offer those services because of the scalability is very slim, but they can support providing the rails to allow us to go beyond where they can't reach out to the masses out there and still they'll be part of the journey because their wells can undeniably not be utilized. That's my thinking. And I still believe that, you know what, we are here to cooperate for a very long time, but for Rush to be able to reach out to the masses, FinTech needs to be at the forefront, uh, uh, technology needs to be widely adapted, and uh, we need to develop multiple services that will respond to the needs of the people who who are at the bottom of the uh, the, 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 the pyramid, as, as well as the, the top of the pyramid. And that's exactly what I am trying to achieve with Exalia. All right. I remember working in Congo some years ago. There was huge suspicion about the banking system there, and there were stories about the banks actually stealing money from clients. I'm sure that's not sure. something that would be the same today, and I certainly hope not. But I think trust is one of the big issues that you, that you face there whenever you're talking about money and currency. And, of course, one of the big fears in Africa is is that cryptos like Bitcoin, which are not controlled by a single centralized authority, that they will eat away at state power and the ability of the state to run its finances and tax citizens. Do you see that as a a possibility? The the whole nation-state concept, it does inevitably lead to questions about can governments continue to tax if they don't have the power to to print their own currency or if trust is lost in that currency, then they are going to start losing some of that sovereignty. Would you agree with that? Look, let me give you one example. I don't really agree to that, but let's look at what's happening right now in the DRC, okay? Right now, the country is unable to collect any taxes. People don't pay taxes. The country doesn't have a mechanism to collect money so they can actually have a bigger budget. Can you imagine that a a country this big only has a $6 billion national budget? That's ludicrous. And we talk, we, we close to a hundred million people in this country. And to have the only reason why they can't is because they can't collect more money. And why can't they collect more money? Because there's fraud all over the place. Everybody right now, I mean, if, if for example, you're getting, a, let's say, a, a donor is interested to send money for a certain department to develop and they send $10 million or whatever. I mean, the reality is there aren't any systems right now for them to be able to account for that or even to understand a spending habit. Why? Because the manual-based system that has been designed specifically to control how the money flow works is there to steal money away from the treasury as well as from the people. So the president has a vision to implement the whole digital transformation. That's already a good step because it's realized that if this country has to move on to the next step, it needs to embrace technology. It needs to embrace digital transformation across all departments, and it needs to implement mechanism to automatically collect taxes and to be paid when it is due. I do believe that through blockchain technology and uh, 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 digital assets like Bitcoin or any other digitized asset, if implemented correctly, this country will be able to automatically collect the relevant taxes where it is due, but also it will increase its budget. And that's why I do believe that the new digital uh, uh, department is there for a good reason, and it will touch every department across the board. I'm a firm believer that the government needs to embrace, in fact, the regulator really needs to embrace digital assets, needs to understand, needs to be willing to implement 
whether it is stablecoin or uh, the whole tokenization of, of mineral resources, to, to be able to provide a, 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 an influx of money in this country and for them to collect taxes where it is due so they can increase, uh, increase their, uh, the, 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 uh, the budget areas and do what it is supposed to do. I don't believe that. So that's, that's really my firm belief. Look, I don't, I don't think it's going to take to eat the tax away, but they need to implement that correctly for them to be able to respond to some of the best, uh, for, for what is good for this country. And if it is not for digital transformation, I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Okay, final question for you, John. What's next for you after DRC? Once this project, Anaxalio, is, is running, what is next for you? Well, look, uh, Axalio is a, uh, a global initiative uh, targeting first Africa and, uh, of course, the diaspora as well. So we have, have a, a, a broad vision. I mean, right now we are, we are registered in South Africa. We are registered in uh, the DRC. And uh, we are in the process of finalizing registration in Dubai and uh, Singapore as well. But, of course, for me, we have a five-year roadmap that would see us not only expand in countries like Nigeria, we're looking into countries like Ghana, uh, Kenya, but also Southeast Asia. I've got partners over there that I'm working with who are following me and supporting me very, very closely with regard to the Exalio project. And they want us to be able to tap into the Southeast Asian market. That's the Philippines and um, other regions there. And potentially do a certain liquidity events in uh, 2025, uh, whether we... Uh, we choose to list or in the stock market or whatever. But I mean, look, it, it will depend uh, on, on how we progress. Uh, but one of the big things for us right now is focusing on uh, tokenizing some of the mineral resources in the country, offering great investment opportunities there. And uh, we've modeled a, uh, a, a, a business that would allow us uh, to be potentially a between valued at $180 million revenue per year company, I think by the end of 2022. So I'm working tirelessly towards making that a reality uh, while uh, the forefront or the integration front is just there to provide the basic, basic core services to everybody uh, who wants to be part of this uh, revolution. So like I say, it's, a, it's an exciting, bold uh, initiative that I'm working uh, on every single day. And uh, I have a five-year roadmap for me to achieve that. But right after the five years roadmap and I've achieved everything, who knows? Maybe I will uh, embark on another journey to conquer something else because as an entrepreneur, I always like to challenge myself and do something great and something new. Exciting plans. We look forward to following your story. Thanks very much for joining us. John Lombella talking to us from Kinshasa in the DRC. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.